and now we can sit back and we can prepare ourselves for the inspired word of God. Amen. 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 We have our own Dr. Elder, Carleen Lacey. Amen. 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 We all know who has had many hats for several years. And, and she's a great encourager. And I appreciate her. Um, even though we don't talk a whole lot, just her spirit alone encourages me to be a better person, to be a better administrator, to be a better visionary. Amen. I'll tell you a short story um, uh, uh, of her as of recent. And uh, it inspired me. So she'll be glad to see something different when, uh, when she sees my office again. And uh, one day she, she comes to my office. We're at a board meeting. She comes to my office and, you know, Sister Carlene's looking around and she kind of was like, brother, what's, what's going on? And my walls were barren. There was nothing in there. I hadn't set up. My office was literally just a, a place to go put my jacket and leave. And there was a certain fear because I watched people get fired in that place. And you ever seen people walk and get fired in that, that walk of shame? It seemed like it takes forever to get out of that office and they packing stuff and they got people, people holding their heads out. I had this whole thing set up in my head. So I never set my office up. I never did. And um, she just looked at me. I gave her that poor excuse. And she says, no, you have to walk in your purpose. You, 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 you really, you have to, you have to set this office up to make people aware of who you are. Amen. amen. You have to set yourself apart from the rest of this building. Amen. Almost walking, not arrogance, but almost walking in it. You have to let people know that you're a child of God. When they see this office, that they're walking past something special. Amen. That they're walking about something that, that, that has been built up. God didn't, he didn't do all of this for you to just sit here and act like nothing has ever happened. Amen. So, so I did, sister, my big sister, I have to call her. My office is, it's not complete, but it, it definitely it would look different. I painted it. I went back and I painted the office and I went back and set up some pictures in there and I got my kids in there. I got, I got a lot of setup in there. So it looks vastly different and I appreciate it because it wasn't the physical look, but amen, but it was the vision that I, that I see myself. And a lot of times we have to, that, that's just how we decorate because this is how we see ourselves. When we, when we, when we give tithes and offering, it's how I see myself. Amen. There's nothing wrong with going to the dollar store, but is that where you, is that where your life is going to be at the dollar store for the rest of your life? Amen. Amen. Do you want to shop in Walmart for the rest of your life? Amen. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shooting darts. Amen. But if there's a time when you start investing in quality things, amen. Well, if we all have, if we all want to uh, drive a nice car, a lot of, I want a Lexus. I want a BMW. Amen. I have to work towards that though. Amen. But if I keep this, as the scripture should, said, if I just keep henpecking at stuff, I'm not going to come out of that thinking. Amen. Amen. So without further ado, let's stand in reverence for her in the name of Jesus. Amen. For the, the woman servant 
of the hour. But I know that we'll only bring a word that is brought by God. In the name of Jesus, let us all give God praise for our own sister, Sister Carmine Elder Lacey. Amen. God, glory to God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 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 And I'm going to be obedient to the Lord right now. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bow before you in my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit. Yield all my talents, experiences to you, O oh God. And I thank you for your grace and your mercy on today. Is your altar on the sacrifice of God. In obedience to the Lord, we're going to ask if my sister will come out and sing that again. Amen. And then God will reveal his word that he described. Amen. So I thank you and I'll yield to Sister Marie Rivers. Amen. God knows. You have long for sweet peace and for faith to increase you have earnestly so fervently prayed in your
glory to God. I'm one of them people who got a Bible that's filled with memories. Amen. Thank you, Brother Clyde. Filled with memories. Glory to God. Almost ashamed, but uh, grateful as well. You know, back in the day, we used to have those Bibles that you sit on the table and they just looked pretty. Amen. Well, every level that God has brought me through in his word, I have a Bible that's completely torn up in the Lord. Amen. Um, I'll tell you something very funny or show you. I even have a little baby sock in the Bible. Now that's purposeful, and that's in Philippians 4 and 6, which says don't worry for anything. So everything within here, it has a purpose. So um, so as you see them falling out, you see that the prayers are falling out. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, it's good to be home. Um, it's good to go away. But it's so good to be home. And I... I am going to take my time and allow the Lord to minister what he's ministered to me and through me. And I pray that you get something out of it. Um, it's just like a cook. I know you know that that's not what I like to do, but I do cook very well. And you first have to have the vision to think about what you're going to cook. And then you have to gather up the ingredients. You have to set aside the time. And then you actually have to do it, or in my case, you have to corral those who will do it because you've bought everything that they need to make it happen. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so that's kind of what he did for me in the Word. And we, we will come from the passage in Jeremiah chapter 17, and we'll go from verses 5 through, um, through 8. And I will read that in just a few moments. I want to give you a backdrop to this particular uh, scripture. And the backdrop is, is this. Um, our world on today, we receive juxtaposed positions of everything. We receive the good, we receive the bad, we receive the um, happy, we receive the sad, and we receive blessings and we receive curses as well. And as I was studying for these particular passages, all of that kept coming to my mind is, you know, the, the good is there, but then there's a challenge. And it's based on our perspective as to what we will receive from the Lord in that particular situation. And so we can find ourselves in a very, very happy place on top of the mountain and everything is going well. And that actually can be your best and worst time. And then we could find ourselves in the valley where everything seems like all heck is breaking loose. And that actually can be your worst, but yet greatest time. And so in this, um, what the Lord said, yes. he said, follow the rules of engagement and don't let the enemy psych you out. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And coming from that preference of the good versus the challenging, we can hear people who preach very well. Um, we, they give us all the gyrations and such. We can hear people who teach very well. Um, and we can say, I want to follow Paul or I want to follow Cyrus. That's what they did in the Bible. However, a person can psych themselves out to say, I can't do it. 
because I can't do it like that particular person. Uh, on the job, you can do what you do very well, but someone else may do it better. And you can actually psych yourself out from going to do what that thing that God has called you to do because you have measured yourself up against someone else. And then in another instance, you can become so arrogant and that you believe that everyone else is beneath you, that you fail to hear wise counsel and you're walking through. And you know, we have a person in our high leadership role for the United States that often does that. Um, and then in your regular walk, you have juxtaposed positions with the battle within our minds. There's some days that we're up, there's some days that we're so low that we can call it as a spiritual schizophrenia. <laughs> Amen. And in some days, we can think, am I really in this walk with the Lord? Now, you might not have it. Maybe I'm talking to the other church. Maybe I'm talking just to myself. I don't know. I know this, that in Jeremiah 17, it tells us a juxtaposed position. And let us go there in the scripture. Verse 5 out of Jeremiah 17 says, Thus says the Lord. He talks out and he, said, he starts and he says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inherit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its fruit and its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. fruit. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I'm excited in the word on today because just in that word it says that there can be some challenges, there can be some curses, and we can focus on those curses. I can tell you right in the first verse, cursed is the man that trusts in man. There's further in the scripture that says, put not your confidence in man, amen, but put your confidence in God. That means whether it be your job, whether it even be your family, your marriage, whether it be your children, put not your favor, your confidence, put not your works, in that person. And guess what? Put not your confidence even in your own self. Amen? There's often times when, when Carlene's like, you know, I got this. I can go ahead and do it. I don't have to worry about it. That's the biggest failure that comes. But when I say, God, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I yield my whole body to you. And whatever outcome there is that you desire to have, Thus saith the Lord. There's an instance of a person that I know that had come up on a position and that position um, 
People were in it that had doctorates, that had masters, and they had everything. And that person at the point, at that point in time, had not gotten her college degree at all. Just had a high school diploma or the equivalency. In that time frame, as she declared, she stood in the office of the HR manager, and the HR manager said, log these resumes in. Amen. Remember, it says, don't psych yourself out. So in the HR's office, and they said, log all of the resumes in, this person told me that she got very familiar with the many resumes that were there, the people who had associates and bachelors and doctorates in that particular field. And so that person said, you know what? I don't care, because I'm not going for this particular role anyway. And she went ahead and logged it in. But chronologically, in that person's mind, she was like, OK, you need to have this. You need to have communication skills. You need to understand HR management. You need to know these pieces. And she did not apply for that particular position because she felt that she was not qualified. But then the HR manager, the vice president at the time, went to the recruiters and asked the recruiters to come and ask this person to apply. So out of a hundred people that she had to log in, what she told me is she got the job. She got the job because her actions demonstrated that she was not only a child of God, she was not only working towards what he said for her to do, but she was already in position doing the job. Amen? Amen? So we might count ourselves out because we don't have or we don't think we have the qualifications. But we don't know what God actually has for us. And there may be someone that we think should be in that role. There may be. They may be more qualified. They may have as much enthusiasm. But we learn in this scripture that if God has brought you to it, then he will bring you through it. Then there was another person, a young man that, that I met, and he was brought into an organization. Everything about me has to do with some kind of employment or resources marketplace, as you would say, because that's our livelihood. That's what sometimes we put our, our world into because employment and or marketplace not only helps us, it helps all of those who are surrounding to us. A marketplace helps our church, helps our family, helps that, that child that you just needs that extra boot, even though they are graduated and been on their own for 100 years. That's what our employment goes to. So that's the foundation each time when God shows me through the word, he's showing me that we are a seed and that seed, as it grows, it continues to affect and infect other areas. So when you look at yourself as just yourself, you've already missed it. But when we look at ourselves as a seed that can germinate and explode into somebody else's life, then God can use you because he says it's more than just you. Amen? Amen. And so, as this person was telling me about they were planted at a place that they wanted to retire, and um, a position was made specifically for them. And because they already had a job, hence if you want a job, already have one. Because they already had a job, they said, well, why not? I'll just go ahead and apply for this particular role. 
So they applied and haphazardly, when you have a job and you don't need one, you're not as nervous in the interview. You're just like, yeah, okay, you know, I can do this. You sell yourself pretty well. And that's what this individual did. And so they sold themselves pretty well. And they were, took the, the mindset as I was, um, they were told, telling me that I was interviewing the company while they thought they were interviewing me. How many of you in the Lord have had that boldness and that confidence to say, you know what? I'm interviewing whether I want to work on your team. I'm interviewing you as a supervisor or whether or not you're going to implant or impart into um, my organization, which is Carlene Inc., <laughs> where I'm the CEO. When this young man said, I want to know if you are going to impart into my organization or is this just going to be a, a lateral move? And so when he was interviewing this organization, um, he left them and he was like, yep, I'll hear from you soon in a couple of weeks. Well, he got a call for a second interview, came back in, got a call that the job was offered to him. Amen. But the challenge is, is the job was offered to him and he already had another job. <laughs> so he had to make a decision at that point do I accept this job? Because then it becomes, do I accept this or do I let it pass you by? It is really, and I'm talking about juxtaposed positions. Amen. Juxtaposed, meaning completely opposite positions. It's a matter of your perspective. He said, I have a job. I've been offered another job. Let me take both of these back to the Lord. I don't know about you all, but I'd love to be in a position to take it back to the Lord. To say, I have these two opportunities available. What would you want me to choose? Now the young man told me even further and said, um, if I choose Route A, it's still a good job. However, the benefits halt after a particular time. But if I choose Route B, then the Lord will open up pathways that I would not even imagine and allow me to go from position to position and travel across the universe. So the young man scratched his head and said, you know what, I'm going to leap out on faith. I'm going to do these couple of jobs concurrently for several months, and then I'm going to allow the Lord to have one visible way. So that, that young person is working, even to this day, has an opportunity to travel all over. But the biggest piece, because that young man learned in his job that the opportunity that he jumped or leaped into is coming to an end. But he has on record the model that if God brought me to it, and God created this for me, then I have no worries in the world, in the role that I'm in today. Because if he created, moved someone out the way, put me in, and then created a whole nother opportunity, then grace be to God. He has the ability to create another role. Amen? The ability to create another position, amen? And what he said, and what he, he inspired me even more, is he said there has to be vision. 
The scripture says that my people become exposed. They become perished. They become um, fearful when they don't have vision. All right. Now, how can you have vision for something that you don't see? How can this man trust that there will be a position available when he doesn't see it? doesn't exist. He doesn't see anybody in a role that looks like him. Well, it's just like Hebrews 1, 11 and 1 says, that faith coming, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so what I understand from this story and this person that I know very personally is he exercised his faith. And down further in Hebrews 11, it tells about the wall of faith. And it goes back in everything that the Lord had done to remind him, me, and to remind you of all of the things that already happened. So since God is a God of order and God is a God of faith, if God already opened up positions for him in the past, and has already sustained a position for him now and into the future, then the likelihood, if I were a betting person, is that God has the ability, the desire, and the will to do it for him and his family again. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. The other piece that I learned from that is that God is not a respect of person. That if we believe that he did it for him, then he'll do it for us. The scripture says that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb, meaning by the shedding of the blood of the lamb and by our, our testimony. So had he not told that to me and I tell that to you, then you wouldn't be able to be inspired at, you know what, there's a challenge here, but how can I take that challenge and turn it into a victory? Because the difference between the C and the V is just the way it is stretched out. All right, all right, all right. Amen? Amen. So, you can curl up in an infantile state and say, I quit. Or you can raise your hands in victory and lift them up in the Lord and say, the Lord is on my side. I shall not fear. What can man do unto me? Amen? So I love that about that individual, and, and you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the ability to be able to share that story on today. In verse 6 it says, um, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert. That's a juxtaposed position, because a shrub is a small bush, a plant, that is green. So if a plant is green and is in the desert, that's a juxtaposed position to say that even though it's cursed, there's water that's drawn way down deep within the, within the desert. I'm sorry, I'm so excited because you're just downloading Revelation and I can't keep up with it all at once. But I share this when I think about the desert and I think about where we're planted. It can be robust. We can have a lot of people around us. We can be in a, a job or, you know, even in our creativity, we can, our musicians, you know, Jamari are phenomenal on the drums. Uh, you can be planted and everyone can see that gift area. Or you could be in a desert and it's a drought and nobody can see that gift area. 
But if you think about a desert and you think about the only difference between a desert and a rainforest is the water. In a desert, the bush or the shrub is still the same, but its root just has to go a bit deeper in order to garner the water. Because there is water in the desert, amen? There is water in the desert, and your roots just have to be conditioned to go just a little bit further to get the water. A little bit further to get the nourishment. Amen? It didn't say tumbleweed. It said shrub. When I think about my shrubs, I think about my shrubs as being green, as having life, as having roots. When I think about me as a person, I think about being green, full of nourishment, full of life, having roots that are connected to the water. No matter whether I have someone there praising me, no matter whether there's someone there encouraging me, that root is going down to the water to say, I want you to refresh yourself. Amen? Amen? We learn in the further passage that David said to himself, Why soul is thou cast down in me? Well, in the desert, sometimes we're going to have to say, Oh, I see something different. Why is your soul cast down in you? I see you smiling with everybody else, but I know what's going down on the inside. Amen? I need you to reach out and tap into the untapped waters within the desert. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And it says, this is a juxtaposed position. It's telling us about curseness, but I'm telling you that there's still a blessing even when it appears, appears that you're cursed. It says, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see good when it comes. When we're in our desert places, we can't tell a good thing from the challenging because everything around us is dry. Amen? Everything is pulling from us. But in that time frame, <laughs> as I look at this particular passage and I see, but God, hope thou in God that he can make a way out of a way that seems intolerable. But shall inhabit the parched places of the wilderness, another juxtaposed position. How can you inhabit something that is parched, that is dry? How can you inhabit something where we have 98% of us that need water? We're going to die. But he inhabited it. That means he lived. He found a way to survive. Many of us is in our dry season that is our most blessed places in our world. Amen? It's when somebody has looked you in your face and said you will never be, you cannot be, and you are not. It's in that place what the enemy says you are not, God says you are. Amen? And what the enemy says you are, God says you are not. Amen? But you have to stay connected to the Lord in order to have refreshing in a dry place. Glory to God. Glory to your name. And in a salt land which is not inhabited. Oh, but we're going to my favorite parts, y'all. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Now, what do I mean by trust? Trust means I have confidence in the Lord in the land of the living. 
Trust means I put my ways, my thoughts aside and I say, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done, O God. Amen? Amen. Who put their trust in the one who has already set the standard to say, what I say shall come to pass. What I have done and I have left on record, all of the people who I have blessed, they become blessed, and who I have cursed, they become cursed. It says, blessed is the man. That means favored. That's what blessed means. I'm favored because I trust in God. Amen. I'm favored because he looks upon me. Amen. I'm favored. People look at me and they call me blessed because the Lord, the indwelling living God lives in and through me. Amen. Before they ever know where I go to church, they say, where do you worship? Where do you go? Who is the God that you know? And I have to ask myself, didn't you just say you were an atheist? (laughs) Amen. Well, since you have an atheist, let's talk about that. Let's talk about why you are that. And then let me tell you what the living God has done to, with, and for me. Amen. That is the light that you shine that will draw others to you. And you can glorify God, which is in heaven. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. So it says, blessed is the man who trusts, who puts his confidence in the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord. I found that so intriguing because you can have favor and you can have trust, but you don't necessarily have to put your hope in the Lord. And it's really, really important about that word hope because as we know that when you have hope, then you can go on a little while longer. When you have hope, you can move forward when somebody has told you no. When you have hope, then you can believe more than where you are on that day. But hope deferred, it makes your heart sick. Hope deferred makes you say, you know what? There is not a God because you're just looking at that situation. But you can be blessed. You can trust in the Lord. But you have to put your hope or your confidence or your faith in the Lord. So you see that conundrum. It's a juxtaposed position. We can live favored. We can live blessed. We can live where we are dressed so well. We can speak like angels in the room. We can sing like birds on the tree. We can do all of these things, but have no hope if we do not put our faith in God. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And what will happen when I hope in the Lord? Verse 8 starts us off in a new beginning. It says, for he shall be planted by the waters. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters. That tells me that hope is life. He gives us a simile. Hope and tree. Hope is life. Tree is life. Planted by waters, meaning nourishment will nourish the roots. And when something is rooted, 
it is hard to kill. We've had a whole bunch of trees in our homes uh, and, and when we moved there and James has taken on his, you know, a Bob Vila mindset to, to take out many of the trees so that we could actually see in our backyard. And um, he, he was out there with the chainsaw doing all kinds of things that made me nervous. <laughs> I'm like, I need my husband. And he would take the tree and kill it, or excuse me, cut it. And it would leave a stump. Now, if a tree is cut and it has a stump, it has a great likelihood of growing back again over time. Because it is not the tree or the trunk that keeps the tree alive. It is the roots that keep the tree alive. Amen? And if anybody knows anything about roots, you can start off here in my but if there's water over there, then the roots are going to move little by little. And all it needs is to dip it in, in that water and it's going to receive nourishment. We are like trees. Or are you like a tree? Even if your bark or your trunk has been cut down by adversity, or by the fact that somebody has declared a curse over you, or the fact that whatever you can't in your head that you just can't get out. If you can just get them roots to the water of God's word, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you can speak the word of God on that situation, and you can say, no, no, God said that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't care what you say. No, 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 no. God said, that I have riches and wealth according to his riches and glory. God said that I'm his child and I shall want for nothing. When you know who you are in the word and you can speak that word upon the enemy, then you cannot have the enemy psych you out. People who do not know who they are in the word of God can get twisted, turned, and psyched out. Amen. Another wise story that I heard, and um, Les, Les Brown, he was really, really, really an amazing, well, he is an amazing guy, but this one particular story that he told me, do it, tape. <laughs> but he told me this story about him. He, he was a powerful speaker, a prolific speaker, and he wanted to get better and better at his craft. And so what he did is he went and he, um, he would go and he would enter these competitions and they would, they would volley or apply um, to speak against one another and they would win $10,000, dollars $50,000. And so he went up against this man who was an Asian man and, um, and Les was like, he pulled out all of his good stuff. He pulled out everything that his mother, Mamie Brown, said, and he spoke that out. And then this other young man who was from Asia, he spoke his. Well, Les was like, yes, because he ended up winning that particular thing. He was like, yes, I won. Bam, I won this. I won this. And he went to the Asian guy afterwards, and he was like, you know what? Congratulations on... Um, on being here in this competition. It took a lot for you to get up here, but I won. <laughs> and, and he was so excited that he won. 
Well, the Asian guy said, you know, congratulations on you winning. He said, that was okay because I was just going to put that money into the savings for my children and my children's children. Can you imagine winning something and you are so proud because you're winning it because you need it to survive, but you were really up against somebody that was trying to have generations survive? It changes your perspective on things. It changes us. Amen. It changes us when we say, is this just a me-ism or is it a we-ism? Glory to God. Glory to God. Whose hope is in the Lord? The Lord raises up a standard for us that magnetizes those who love him to that standard. And I liken it to um, Ben and Ur with Moses standing in the middle. And us being Moses standing in the middle and getting tired. The world will make us tired. We hear about the coronavirus. We hear, I mean, I watch. My reality TV is the politicians. <laughs> I turn them on when I want to laugh. Because I'm like, this is, this is craziness. They really can do this right now? This is unconscionable. However... Then the juxtaposed position is, is, Lord, if you allow this, you have something for us to learn from it. And he said, this is like Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. He said that because you all choose to go your own ways, then I'm going to let you have it. It's very similar to a parent with a child that wants chocolate or cookies and candy all the time. And you're like, no, no, baby, don't have it. It's going to hurt your stomach. You're going to eat it all at once, especially during uh, the time when they go out Halloween or such. Don't eat it all. And they just go, i got to have it. This, you're trying to keep me from the sweetness that was made for me to eat. Okay, have at it. Matter of fact, let's pour it all out on the table. Eat as much as your heart desires. And they do because kids don't have that mindset that it's actually going to hurt until that stomach starts to rumble and tumble. Well, what the Lord shared with me is, is oftentimes we are eating that candy. We're eating the things in life that we want to. The reality shows, the sex, drugs, rock and roll, me, the mob shows. The organization of crime shows, you know, we're eating them. But are they eating us, actually? Are we actually having our lifestyles coexist with the things that we're putting in our systems? Amen. Amen. The juxtaposed positions, we're thinking, I'm thinking I'm watching it as entertainment. But there's something that is connected to the root that's within my spirit that is causing me to have a little bit of a drought. Amen? And it's only until I go, just like that tree planted by the waters, it's only until I reconnect with the Word of God that fear dissipates and faith originates. Amen? It's only when I put things back into perspective where I can say, you know what, God, you are good. God, you are bigger than this issue. God, I love you so much because you first loved me. Amen. He says, remind ourselves who we are in the Lord. 
And when we remind ourselves who we are in the Lord, he becomes super huge more than that challenge. And that's the God that I see on today. I see you as a God who is bigger than any issue, bigger than any person, bigger than any desire. I see the Lord as a God mm, who can just breathe and make it happen. I see a Lord, our Lord, as the God who could provide me tools and skills so that any person in the world has the opportunity not to see Carlene, but like the scripture says, they have the opportunity to profess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If we are walking around in our everyday actions and we are not inviting people to confess, that Jesus is Lord, one way or another, that we are disappointing, meaning missing our appointment with God. Amen? Because that's what it's truly about. He uses riches. He uses our time. He uses our money, all to help draw somebody else to him. He said that after he spreads out his roots by the river, and will not fear when he comes. Hello, young man. He says he will not fear when he comes. Fear when he comes. When it is turned up in our lives. When the issues of the world are turned up in our lives. Our children are acting like they have saying our money is crooked, right? Operating like the C instead of the V. When our husbands or wives act like they just got married yesterday. <laughs> I thought we knew each other. No, I've changed today. <laughs> or how about yourself? When you look in the mirror and what you used to see, and you have to question, God, did you leave me? <laughs> I, I have this thing that I do for me, I'm telling you mine. Because there's sometimes when when it gets a little overcast that God put something on me or showed me something that's on me to remind me that I'm his child. Now you all, you know, it may not it, it may not work for you, but there's some days where it's a little dark and I gotta go back and do this exercise. Okay, so he says, Carlene, now don't tell anybody. He says, Carlene, go in the mirror. I said, okay. And I go like this. And I, and I, so there's a cross in the middle of my forehead that God, at my worst vulnerable time, showed me existed. Amen. And every now and again, I got to go back and see if that cross is still there. Amen. 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 <laughs> now that's he did for me as a sign to say I have put my seal or my signet upon you like it says in Haggai um, I put my seal or my signet upon you I blessed you so no matter who says you are not blessed I've blessed you I've anointed you as a prophet to nations go where I tell you to go say what I tell you to say I say it all the time because it's a reaffirmation of what God has said for me now, I'm telling you that that's what I do for me in the dark time. That's what I do to remind me he ain't leave me. <laughs> Even when I left him, he didn't leave me. He didn't leave me. So whatever God.
to you and you and you. What is that signet that he has said, this is how you shall know that you are my child. For me, he knew I'm a visual, so he had to put a seal upon me. Otherwise, I'd be running and ducking. Oh, Lord, take me now. This is the day. <laughs> but I'm so grateful. It's still there, y'all. <laughs> it's still there, y'all. Sometimes I got to squint a little bit harder. And that's when I'm like, okay, let me get back in the word a little bit more on this. But it's still there, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. But it will not fear when he comes, but it will allow the faith of whatever he has put on you, in you, through you, for you. Something that he has given will not fail when the heat is turned up. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. If you, if you dismiss that job, it's okay. Because God has provided for you in the past and he will provide for you again. If that car that you have breaks down, it's okay. It's moving out the way for someone else. If that person doesn't want to spend time with you when you avail yourself, it's all right. God will bring somebody else who wants to spend time with you. I-E-H-I-M, capital H-I-M. Right. Amen. That might be a time where he's saying, I need to get you off to your side so that I can download some things into you. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. And guess what? If nobody wants to receive your gifts and talents. That's okay. You pray, God will open up a door for her to be showcased. Amen? Because <laughs> he said that he will allow your gift to make room for you. Glory to your name, oh God. But its leaf will be green. What green represents is prosperity. Green represents life. When things are green, that means there's money, there's resources, most importantly, there's oxygen. And we all need H2O to live and to survive. So the leaf will be green. The leaf can only be green if the roots are getting water. Amen? Amen? So check your leaves. And guess what else? Guess what else? When you see a leaf, you are bound to see some fruit. <laughs> But how does this apply to me? 
well, I'll have that issue. He said, read on a little further. Yes. And then he's telling me to, to let you all know um, on today, in your heavenly language, because we're at a war, we're in a war, a spiritual war in this world. So speak into your heavenly language more and more. When you read the word, speak into your heavenly language and get that inside your system so that when the word of the Lord is enacted in that place of drought, then you can speak in your heavenly language and encourage yourself. Amen? Glory to God. But it's really, really critical that you, through the exercising of the Holy Ghost, that you speak in that heavenly language, and in its time, then it'll bring back remembrance of what you will need. Glory to God. I'll share one thing. It says, and will not be anxious, will not worry in that year. That's what anxiety leads to, worry. Or it's like you're going round. I ain't even going to do that. I'll be going to fell down. But you go round and around and around and around and around and around and around and that's like a cyclone or a hurricane when your mind don't stop going, 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 going. And even when you stop, it's like having vertigo. You're standing still, but everything is moving. The words are moving. Your actions are still, you stopped because you just want to have everything else stop, but your mind is racing round and around and around and around it goes. And where it stops, nobody knows. It's like when you go upstairs and you're looking for your keys. You didn't find your keys because you, wow. <laughs> you didn't remember you were looking for your keys. <laughs> and then you take something else and you put it. And, and if you watch somebody who does that, it's really comical. It's really comical to watch. I'm like, well, what you looking for now? <laughs> what you looking for now? <laughs> I was looking for my, there you go. <laughs> but in either case, your mind goes round and around and around. Well, you won't be anxious. It says, and you can tell right from that scripture, that you're anxious because of drought. You're anxious or you're worried because you fear that there won't be enough. But God is enough. He's enough with your time. He's enough with your resources. He is enough with your friends. Oh, what a friend I have in Jesus. He's enough. We just have to believe that he is enough. Do you believe he's enough? Do you believe he's enough? Do you believe he's enough? I will not be anxious in the year of drought because I would have already filled my cup so that it is running over. So that even in that year where it doesn't seem like the seasons are connecting as well, I know that they are. I know that there's a root inside of me that is connecting to the water which is in God's word. And guess what? In that year where it appears to be drought, that's where my leaf will be green. That's where my fruit will shine the brightest. When everybody else's fruits are drying and withering up because they're like, look at the stock market. Oh, guess what? Let me go buy some stocks that are failing right now. Amen? That was a tip for you all, too. Amen? Let me increase my portfolio right now during this time frame where they say that it's shutting down. Are they cheaper now? Let's go get it, y'all. Let's get it. In the year of drought, our portfolio 
know she'll be increasing. Amen. I'm about to buy some more stuff. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And let our fruit, when you think about fruit, everything that a fruit is, is already inside itself. I see cherries, I see strawberries, I see raspberries out here, I see melons, all of the fruit. We can yield that fruit in its particular time. So, don't get psyched out by the enemy. God is still on his throne. He is still there waiting to cradle us, waiting to comfort us. He says, meet me at the appointed time. And that time is whatever time he has set up for you and him in his word. Amen. 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 That concludes his word on today, you all. <laughs> Amen. Don't get psyched out. Remember who you are in God's word. Remember the stories and the testimonies that have gone forth on today. Remember the testimonies in your own life, amen, and be encouraged. And lastly, remember that if it appears to be a drought, there is still yet water. Dig deeper. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God.